0: time Greg Bishop and the
1: council roundup For each and every Wednesday, we give you highlights from Tuesday evening, Springfield City Council meeting, be it a full council or be it the Committee of the Whole. Always good conversation to keep you plugged in on. It's the WMAY Morning News feed. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. A lot to get you, including a conversation about Juneteenth, making that a city holiday. We'll also uh, get into uh, a little bit of back and forth about the county's public health uh, board and uh, who should be on that board. Let's start off with COVID-19 relief funds. Of course, the city getting $30-plus plus million from the feds in the most recent COVID-19 CARES package. Uh, but what about some of the money that's uh, meant for uh, focusing on uh, community programs, community development, uh, helping businesses out? Uh, we did have a presentation last night, so let's get right on into it here on the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. So last night, they started off with a presentation.
2: Good evening. Uh, My name is Krista Colas, as the mayor mentioned. Um, I'm the new operations coordinator for housing and community development Black Rant program for the Office of Planning and Economic Development.
1: So uh, we're, of course, going to hear about a variety of different programs and how much money is involved, how much altogether is there.
2: On March 27th of 2020, the coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Securities Act, which is called the CARES Fund, was signed in providing $5 billion in CDBG monies to prevent, prepare, for, and respond to the COVID-19 economic and housing impacts.
1: All right, so that's money that's gonna be able to help out some of the community uh, recover from COVID-19. Uh, one of the parameters uh, that, that uh, need to be outlined for these dollars,
2: These projects were determined in consultation with city staff, departments, and stakeholders. All projects must serve very low and moderate income residents of Springfield and identify the critical needs resulting from COVID-19.
1: All right. So that's essentially what these projects are going to cover. One of the projects is Parklets and the city of Springfield going to be paying some businesses to be able to allow people to hang out outside
2: and this program is for the downtown central business district it is uh in part for covid response and due to the impact we are allocating about two hundred thousand dollars
1: so two hundred thousand dollars is going to be used for these parklets the
2: goal is to have up to ten thousand dollars uh up to ten thousand dollars per business for parklets in the downtown area.
1: Another project focused on youth.
2: We've allocated $76,000 for this project. The goal is serving 200 persons, and again, uh, all in low to moderate census tracts. These will be used to expand and improve the public services for youth in a manner that reduces the risk of COVID-19 outdoor opportunities will be provided in public parks in low to moderate areas
1: All right. Uh, more about different uh, cash money that's going to be available
2: we are reallocating 50,000 from the first round and providing an additional 5 hundred and ten thousand from round two
1: Wow all right it's a lot of money
2: project expects to serve 500 people and it is citywide
1: all right more about uh, another program.
2: The five-month training program will provide 20 individuals, classroom and job training skills through renovating homes.
1: Dan more
2: That CDBG-CV funds will be provided to purchase and rehabilitate dilapidated housing to convert to affordable housing and create opportunities for rental and home ownership. The rental properties must be part of the supportive housing initiative and also be um, LMI individuals.
1: So you can really see how these uh, these programs are really kind of working together, uh, right? I mean, you've got some money set aside for the parklets. You've got some money to help out youth programs. You've got money to help uh, train individuals to rehabilitate homes you've got money for purchasing some of those homes to rehabilitate Uh, so you can really see how this all helps to kind of mesh together
2: Um, CDB funds will be used to conduct street outreach and provide supportive services to homeless populations affected by COVID-19 $100,000 will be used for this activity
1: Alderman Chuck Redpath, after uh, most of the presentation was out, uh, he did have some questions, in particular for uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder, about uh, oversight.
3: Mm -hmm. Is this coming in a form of an ordinance? Uh, Anything over 50,000 would, Mm -hmm. yeah, they'd have to come back for an ordinance. So, for instance, the parklets. I'd let Corporate Council answer that, but it's through DSI, but it's with the individual business. So they would be able to apply for it just like we did the uh, business grants.
1: So $10,000 for the parklets, and that's under the $50,000 threshold. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Alderman Gregory, he wants to make sure that uh, projects that are going on in his community and those who are doing this type of training for rehabilitation of houses gets included in uh, this particular program.
4: Um, I think that's important. I think a lot of times when I don't have a problem with the projects or the or the um, goal of them for housing, I just I just feel like we have to be make sure that we're more inclusive. At times, especially for my community, um, when we come out and we already have something pre-selected, um, it, it it definitely um, you know hurts others it, and it, it splits the community. Um, and so I, I really, um, you know, don't want to see us, you know, put this out in our community without including him somehow, some way. I know he doesn't have his M3 qualification, etc. cetera, um, but both of these ent- um, entities um, are in war 2. So I, 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 I have a responsibility to speak up for both of these, and I would like to see
1: them somehow work together. Meanwhile, Alderman Hanauer, uh, with another oversight question.
5: The Park District, aren't they getting money from from the feds on this? I, you know, we, we got our own issues. Let them pay for some of this stuff. We're just we just gave them, a, 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 you know, from the from the TIF. If the TIF gets extended, we're giving them a boatload of money back. I'm sorry, but we shouldn't be crossing these these these. Tax tax body lines here. I, I just I, you don't see anybody crossing to give up, help us out, and to me, we could take the money and use it for something else. Um, but I don't, uh, you know, nothing against Comer or any of the other parks, but we got we all pay taxes to the to to them to do this kind of stuff, and I'm sure that they're they're they've applied and they're going to get. Federal dollars to to them. Let them let them put these things together.
1: Well, he talks about, uh, of course, Alderman Hanauer uh, about you know other governments aren't crossing over to help us out. Well, what do you, what do you think the federal government's doing? <laughs> I mean, the city of Springfield just got thirty plus million dollars of federal tax dollars. Uh, so you can see that a lot of other uh, taxing bodies across the state and nation are getting uh, federal tax dollars. Uh, just gobs and gobs and gobs of federal tax dollars. Uh, here's Alderwoman um, Conley talking. We've
0: seen that some of the,
6: the concerns that people have going back to work is a lack of child care. So if we're if we're helping out our community by providing, you know, a safe funded place for, for kids to be over the summer and that frees some parents up to get jobs, fabulous. Fabulous. I can't I mean I'm enjoying going out and eating out, but I've seen how many restaurants are, you know, having problems finding people
1: So maybe some of the dollars could be used for childcare. Again, this is not part of the 30-plus million dollars the city of Springfield set to get and is getting. I think we already got like 13-plus million of that. Uh, But Alderman McMinimin says, you know, just got to put things in perspective a bit. Federal,
6: this is federal money. We're trying to spend roughly $800,000 in a timely manner, in in accordance with the rules that have been laid out by HUD. And uh, you know, we, we don't want to get too deep into what the staff has to do on this. I mean, that's their job. And uh, furthermore, now down the road, we got $35 million of American Rescue Plan monies to spend. That's where we really need to concentrate our efforts on the big dollars. This is kind of small dollars compared to that. So. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, let the staff do their work and they're they're trying to spend the money in accordance with the HUD rules in a short period of time and get this to HUD right so we can start spending the money
1: a lot more of last night's council meeting coming up here on the WMAY morning news feed with the council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west so uh, last night was a full city council meeting where final passage was happening with bills and uh, measures and ordinances I guess that's really the appropriate term. Uh, And one measure that uh, was held in committee for weeks dealt with a property close to a railroad owned by Family Video that uh, needs to be purchased so that they can continue with the rail relocation project downtown Springfield. Uh, Alderman McMiniman and Alderwoman DeCenso, they held this ordinance in committee because they felt that uh, Family Video properties weren't being um, kept up throughout the city. Uh, But that's changed now. Here's Alderman McMiniman.
6: Ordinance 2021-164 to the consent agenda. That's the family video uh, relocation funds pursuant to the railroad relocation. Um, Mr. Eric Hoagland has done a, a cleanup at the site. Uh, he had, was traveling. He was unable to take care of things earlier. He's now taking care of the, the major items of uh, concern. And uh, we acknowledge and respect the fact that Eric Hoagland Uh, Six years ago, he took down the Esquire Theater and cleaned up that building, and uh, we uh, can expect uh, good things in the future.
1: So uh, that advanced and went ahead and moved forward. Next ordinance.
3: An ordinance to decrease the number of Class B liquor licenses by one and increase the number of Class AA liquor licenses by one for RTP Liquor LLC doing business as five-star located at 1249 Toronto Road.
1: So we're looking at another uh, change of liquor license. What's exactly that for? Is it so somebody can get gaming? Well, of course. Uh, here's Alderman McMiniman.
6: Okay, I'm going to vote no because of all the reasons we've talked about in the past about not extending the video gaming to enterprises that weren't really contemplated uh, with the original
3: legislation of the state government. I understand that. I, I The reason I support this ordinance is because there's other... There's other uh, uh, package liquor
1: stores that are doing the same thing All right yeah so uh, if we're not going to change the rules then everybody's got to have the same playing field right uh corporation council zirkle chiming in um
5: by converting to a tavern license it makes them eligible um i believe that the and we i think we've had this discussion before i believe that you can Set a date going forward where all new licenses after that date simply could, uh, would have a condition on the license that they would not be, uh, they would not have video gaming.
1: So moving forward, what does this mean ultimately? Here's Alderman Redpath. Yeah,
3: but we have a variety of rules that we need to change, and we're and we're sitting on our hands, and we've we've tried to bring ordinances in front of this council to to stop these things. We know what the problem is, and we're not gonna. It's not a discussion we need to have today, but I can tell you, there's a variety of rules that we need to change. These people have have put put a lot of hard work into this place, and uh, you know they're competing with other people in the same situation. There's two other liquor stores that are doing it in the area and we know who they are
1: so so they got to look at some rule changes but as alderman redpath said they're kind of sitting on their hands Uh, they've talked about it before in the past but not much movement Uh, meanwhile you've got other businesses that are looking to change their liquor license so they can get gaming uh more from alderman McMinniman.
6: we have to do much more and continue to uh, discuss history and understand history
1: and we'll actually uh, That's the next ordinance we're going to deal with, Juneteenth. And the city last night approving an ordinance, making it a city holiday. But some back and forth about how to best implement it. So stay tuned. That conversation's next here on the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Hearing some conversation from last night's council meeting. And uh, you're going to hear a lot more about this later on today, as I believe the governor is going to be... Uh, talking about uh, Juneteenth signing a state holiday. I'm speculating he hasn't signed it yet, but he's holding an event at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum with a Juneteenth announcement. Juneteenth, I'll fully admit, I didn't know what it was until a couple of years ago. It wasn't uh, something that was necessarily on my radar. I mean, I know our history and the Civil War, and the end of slavery in this country, uh, but I didn't know the significance of Juneteenth, and the significance it's important, because as we'll hear throughout uh, this debate about making it a city holiday, um, what exactly is the significance of Juneteenth, and the Union Army telling Texas, free them slaves, and uh, really signifying the end of slavery In the United States and I think we'll talk more about this later this week but slavery is abhorrent no question about it and it's not over there are countries in this world that still have slaves where the slave trade is still rampant and while we do what we can to recognize our history we should do what we should to abolish slavery everywhere in the globe so we'll talk more about that uh, in, in the future. But last night's city council meeting, let's get right into it. So the ordinance for making Juneteenth a city holiday, but only if it falls during the weekday, if it's Monday through Friday, if June 19th, which is the day signifying Juneteenth, if that's on a weekday, then it would be a paid holiday for city employees. Uh, But if it's on a weekend, it wouldn't be. Here's Alderman Joe McMiniman offering up an amendment to the ordinance.
6: We have to do much more and continue to uh, discuss history and understand history. Um, I've had some good conversations with Alderman Gregory and a shorter conversation with Alderman Williams and others. And I've tried to think about how can we implement this fully without... Causing more spending of city money.
1: So he wants to look at making sure that uh, this doesn't run afoul with any kind of union agreements that are already on the books.
6: And uh, we got 12 holidays on the city list right now. Uh, we got two city holidays that are one after the next. It's Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, and then Friday. Now, that's those are two city holidays. The state of Illinois government employees do not get both of those days.
5: Yeah, we do. No, they do.
6: Really? Well I was it, <laughs> the <end>. uh, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> everything. Of course. Of course. you want to know about? So the point is, I'm <laughs> trying to find a way to fully implement this, and, and it looks like we're striking out. Now, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: That just highlights. I think McMinniman's the only one that's not a state employee. Uh, is Proctor a state employee? Oh, yeah. I or is Williams a state? Gregory's not either. It, well, at one point, uh, uh, Alderman McMinimman was like the only non-public employee uh, on the council. So it's it's funny to hear some of the state employees be like, "Oh no, we have that on. Oh, that is a, a holiday." Uh, I think altogether, Illinois has thirteen paid holidays. And I think 14 when you include election day for an election year, uh, looks like we're poised to maybe have the 14th, maybe 15th um, uh, holiday. Uh, I'll have to recount those numbers, but uh, we've got more state holidays than federal holidays. Uh, but uh, Alderman McMiniman looking to to modify his this this ordinance to essentially say we will we will implement this, but we will also have to work out any contract talks with the unions when it comes to holidays. Alderman Redpath uh, seeming to back up McMiniman on his uh, proposed amendment.
6: My recommendation, this is the last gap, because I'm trying to become a yes vote, is to add some language to the ordinance that simply says... um, Juneteenth is hereby designated as a city holiday and will be observed only on June 19th, subject to implementation agreements approved by City Council. It's just an attempt to try and work out the human resources issues um, before we start um, getting grievances and that kind of thing.
1: Uh, sounds reasonable. Again, uh, that's uh, Alderman McMiniman with his proposed amendment to this, uh, a McMiniman amendment. Uh, here's Alderman Redpath.
3: Because we have a certain amount of the holidays that we, we pay our employees for. And according to our budget uh, area, we, we spent uh, it costs us $400,000 a day to pay our salaries in the city of Springfield. So if we give that day off, Considering what day of the week it's on, it's going to cost us a certain amount of money. And with uh, you figure in the 25% fringe benefits, it's a half a million dollars a day is what would, it costs us to do this stuff. Um, I can't support, I do support Juneteenth as a holiday. It's, it's it, We need to do that. But I do not support uh, a, a, a paid holiday for the city of Springfield. I think it's ridiculous. We're getting too far out of line.
1: More from Alderman Redpath.
3: We got to start being physically responsible, and uh, I do support the holiday for Juneteenth. I, I think it's the right thing to do. I do not support it as a paid holiday.
5: Here's Alderman Hanauer. The state doesn't it, uh, is like Good Friday. I think right before Easter, and uh, although you know it's a it's a holy day for for many, um, you know, I, I mean I've worked 32 years with the state, and I never. Felt like I was getting a raw deal on not having Good Friday off. Um, uh, what about what about
1: swapping? So you've got Good Friday as a city holiday, but not as a state holiday. Uh, and there's talk now about uh, maybe swapping some holidays out. Uh, Cashmere Pulaski came up. Uh, maybe, you know... Uh, washington's birthday president's day or something i don't know it's an interesting proposal i guess but i mean this this idea of juneteenth for a city holiday has been around for a while uh and you're going to hear uh coming up some frustrations from uh alderman gregory and alderman williams about what they see as possible delay tactics here but here's the corporation council talking about the impacts this could have on collective bargaining
5: um i would say that virtually all the contracts have specific days set out you know uh Uh, For the uh, holiday uh, schedule, some may be generic, but uh, I would say most have specific days. For example, Christmas Day, for example, Good Friday, for example, Thanksgiving, it'll say, you know, calls out uh, the
1: specifics. Meanwhile, Alderman Hanauer and Alderman Redpath going back and forth.
5: So people that are working on a Saturday, we're not going to give them holiday pay.
3: If it's a declared holiday, I guarantee the unions are going to come back and say, listen, that's a holiday. We have to work the weekends. And then you're going to be talking double or triple time for police, fire, and public works.
1: Yeah, uh, guaranteed that's going to be a conversation that comes up. Uh, Here's Alderman Gregory uh, raising uh, frustrations with uh, what he sees about different arguments Coming up week after week after week. I, I I just
4: have a you know I just have a problem with 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 this particular holiday being any different from any other holiday. Um, I I, I, I you know we're the cat home city of, of Abraham Lincoln, who's you know in some regards responsible for this whole um, 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 freedom and us being up here um, together, and for us to have any hesitation in this city whatsoever. Um, um, it, you know, it just bothers me a little bit. And and, and I really think that, that this day is significant enough. Last week it was, you know, um, does it rise to the um, status of Martin Luther King Day and all this craziness. Now this 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 week is, um, you know, the fire and police and all that.
1: So Waldemar Gregory continues. I've talked to you like three
4: times about this, and I and and I told you, you no know, every time, and you keep coming and coming and coming, and and we're sitting up here trying to talk council members out of something that eight of us supported last week without one question.
1: And even more uh, from Alderman Gregory.
4: Friday, to seven. When is good Friday. I don't even know what Good Friday it's is. The Friday right? before Easter. Thank you. It's not June 19th. That's the day that I wanted. That's that's what I put in for. June 19th, not not Good Friday. I wouldn't want to do that to the folks who love Good Friday. I think you misunderstand. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's a religious holiday for Good Friday. Um, and for Alderman Williams, he also has frustrations about what he sees as uh, some different arguments that are coming out of nowhere.
0: I'm kind of like Alderman Gregory. You just keep moving this thing when it doesn't have to be this simple. You know, I'm looking at Peoria. I mean, Bloomington, all these other places have made it. The state has made it. And all we're trying to do is do the same thing. The 19th is national.
1: More from Alderman Williams.
0: Things like that, yeah, we're going to have to deal with that. But we don't have to make it this hard about all this negotiation with each individual union and all that thing. I just, that's just us uh, coming up with ways maybe to question ourselves.
1: And again, Alderman McMiniman's amendment, the McMiniman Amendment, uh, say that 15 times fast, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, uh, it's it's not postponing The implementation it's just making it more implementable by saying that the city will have to deal with collective bargaining as issues pop up because as you heard Redpath and others say this is going to be an issue about the unions and uh, them wanting to Appropriately be compensated if they work on, say, like a Saturday and it's Juneteenth. Uh, here's uh, more from Alderman Williams.
0: We got two years of the first two years it doesn't cost, the third year it is going to cost. By then we beat in work some things out if we had union questions.
1: That's because the next two years, starting this year, Juneteenth is on a Saturday, so he says that it's just not going to cost anything, and they can deal with the union questions in out years. That's my recommendation. I think that's I what Alderman, the Jersey?
3: Minimum's ordinance uh, amendment says, is that we pass this as a holiday and we have to work out the particulars. And, that's and all I'm saying. That's out. right.
1: Here's uh, Alderman Redpath with some more.
3: The unions are going to come and say, we worked on a Saturday, we want double, triple time. I'm telling you it's going to no, mean I
0: mean, I'm not, they may. They may, I don't know. I mean, they may. But if they do, they still got to negotiate. They don't just get to come and just tell us. That's what the, that's what the say, amendment says. They can just say, this is what we amendment. want. It's a negotiation. That's what the
3: amendment says. That's okay. what his amendment says, is that we pass it as a holiday, and then it comes up, and then it's gonna, we have to work out the particulars.
1: So they did have a citizen there uh, to talk about why it's important and recognizing Juneteenth for what it is. Freedom Day, a day that uh, ended slavery in the last holdout in Texas back in 1865. Uh, and again, its uh, I think it's an important day. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll, I'll freely admit I had no idea what Juneteenth was uh, just a few years ago. Uh, so I think this is uh, absolutely something that needs to be uh, discussed, highlighted, understood, uh, and uh, and heralded uh, as a, as a, a wonderful day in our American history. Um, whether or not we have fifteen or twenty or ten uh, paid holidays, uh, set that aside. I mean, listen, I can't tell you how many holidays I've worked. <laughs> In my career in the private sector, I mean, I I've, I've worked tons of holidays, and I know plenty of you out there have worked tons of holidays, and you get that holiday pay. It's nice, uh, but there is going to be a financial impact here, uh, and there is going to be uh, a union impact here. Uh, but the amendment that McMiniman wanted, the McMiniman amendment, uh, it uh, it would have allowed for it to go forward, just have some extra language in there to deal with the union issues when they arise. Uh, here's the vote on the amendment, the McMiniman amendment.
3: Alderman Redpath. Aye. Alderman Gregory. No. Alderman Williams. No.
5: Alderman Fulgenzi. Aye. Alderman Proctor. No. Alderman DeCenso. No. Alderman McMinniman. Yes. Alderman Connelly. No.
3: Alderman Donnelly, Nope. Alderman Hanauer. I think I... <laughs> you have six no's and four eyes, Mayor. So the amendment call it, fails. Call the motion on the ordinance.
1: All right. So the amendment failed. The McMinniman amendment failed. So the motion as is, making Juneteenth a city holiday. Here's the vote.
0: And the ordinance passes eight voting. Nine voting yes, two voting no, none voting present.
1: So, you've got a, uh, as soon as the mayor signs it, Juneteenth will be a city holiday, paid holiday off for city employees. Uh, and I expect that Governor J.B. Pritzker today uh, is going to be uh, himself uh, signing a uh, uh a law uh, making Juneteenth a state holiday. Uh, so expect that a little bit later on today. This after the U.S. Senate passed, making it a national holiday, and the U.S. House expected to follow suit. Meanwhile, a uh, few other things just to clean up here. Uh, Alderman Hanauer in new business talking about how he's questioning what's going on over at the county building where they've got uh, the health board and uh, him and Alderman Williams being nominated to be on that board.
5: I heard from the county today um, there's two ordinances on the on first reading one for Mr. Williams and one for me to be appointed to the um, to the public health board and uh, I found out that apparently there's no room at the end
0: well I was already appointed two years ago
1: so I'm not sure what this is all
5: about and so I don't know that that my understanding is is there's no vacancies
1: (laughs) so if you recall several years ago, right before the pandemic, Alderwoman DeCenso was appointed to the board uh, by the mayor, but the Sangamon County Board didn't uh, didn't take it up the question about whether Desenso should be on the health committee.
0: Waited out a global pandemic to be
3: seated on the Board of Health. I was voted on in October of 2019,
2: um, and they survived without me.
1: Yeah. Oh boy.
0: Alderman you know, Williams? I knew they were was- They weren't going to see Democrats, but I'm I'm shocked about (laughs) it. I'm really shocked about you now. Yeah, apparently. It's across
1: the board. All right, that is your council roundup from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch.